Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, the Crickets are joined by stand-up comic and host of her own HBO Max special, Fighting Words, Ida Rodriguez. Jay, Chris, Melanie, and Ida review the 1995 American crime film, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Old friends getting together. And it brings a tear to the eye, don't it, Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out. Your film crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Film Crickets. It's a podcast where we talk about movies from 1980 to 1999 and decide, beyond the shadow of a doubt, whether or not these movies stand the test of time. I am your co-host, Jay Fortier, along with my good friend, Chris Martineau. Hello. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? Hey, and we also have a good friend and co-host, Melanie Howerton. Hello. Coming back from COVID. Hey. <laughs> We're to get over that nice. <laughs> for the first time. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's surprised you dodged the bullet for that one, to be, to be frank. Yeah. But, well, right. you know, you go to a little work party uh, that your boss is throwing, and someone shows up with COVID, and everyone gets it. Yeah. Merry Christmas. It's like a Petri dish of, it's a petri dish of yeah. fun. It was fun. <laughs> well, we are honored today um, to be joined by Ida Rodriguez. Welcome. Hey, thanks. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was listening to the COVID story and I was like, yes, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, we're at Yale, you had it too. You know, it, it, I got COVID at a comedy show where they were cleaning microphones. They kept, they had people social distancing. They kept a limited number of people in the club. My opener, myself, we all we all went home with COVID. Oh, God. And the oh. funny thing is that they just emailed me um, two days ago asking me if I wanted when I wanted to come back, and I'm like, never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have comedy right. club adversion. I never want to go back. Yeah, I don't yeah, blame you. Kidding. It sucks. <laughs> uh, well, it 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 seemed for this show, it happened on special occasions for all three of us. Um, <laughs> it hit Melanie on her birthday. That's true. It was Chris my birthday. On his anniversary. Right. Ah, Happy birthday. Right. Um, and uh, I went on the Disney cruise and caught it like midstream. So, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I had it, it on Christmas eventful. and New Year's. Oh, nice. Wow. All right. Fantastic. So, yeah, that's the that's the whole the whole session. We got special. We got anniversaries, birthdays, cruises and holidays. Fantastic. <laughs> really. It's good times. It's hard to uh, it doesn't discriminate. Isn't that yeah. nice? Uh, it doesn't really care. So fantastic. Um so we have a we have guys we have this movie, uh, <laughs> things to do in Denver uh, when you're dead, and um, and Ida. Uh, so usually you know we, we come around here, and I'm gonna s- now Ida when you came on you just said we just you just finished watching this movie mm-hmm. again, um, so obviously the, I, this was your suggestion. Usually we go around the table here and we say what's your history with this movie? When's the last time you saw it? I'm gonna Jay and Melanie. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for all three of us. I think I might know the answer. But correct me if I'm wrong. I'd never heard of the film. I didn't know it existed. It pretty much didn't exist as far as I was concerned. Uh, anybody see this? No, I know. no. Even no was around. That doesn't mean it's not good. 
We just don't know. I, I, I did not it. know. This I, movie. I knew the name of the movie because it, it was such okay. a unique name, but I had never watched okay. it. And I do. I love Andy Garcia and I love his voice. <laughs> um, so I've mm-hmm. usually seen a lot of things that he's in, but I have never seen this. So the last time when we were supposed to do that, the show, I watched it. So I didn't watch it again since then, but I can't remember when that was, but I watched it then. I'm around okay. October. Okay. That's when I watched it. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, Jay, what's what's your deal? Um, Well, I was a frequent person at the video store back in the day to the point where they knew my code like right away. Like, like, here, here comes Jay. (laughs) They'd enter the the, the whatever, how many digits. (laughs) Like, they didn't even have to look me up. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's so I'd see I had not seen the movie, but I'd seen the box. Like, so I was very familiar that it was a movie called that. uh, Yeah. You know, in the video store. So I was aware of it. Never saw it, though. Um, okay. This is the first time myself. No, it was. I think I'm in the same boat as Melanie. The 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 title certainly sounded familiar. Um, wasn't on my radar. Didn't blip to actually watch it. So now to Ida, dearest guest, I'm wondering. <laughs> so so you you are a fan of this movie? Mm-hmm. You know it's and funny. Seen... I... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I just yeah. It's for those of us who didn't even know it sort of pseudo existed. You've watched yeah. it multiple times, so I, I'd love to know your yeah. history with this film. Did you see it in a theater? How many times? Like, have you? Do you I, have a, like a burned copy of it? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> it was a video movie as well. We didn't okay. see it in the, in the theater. I saw it with my ex-husband. Um, we love to watch uh, gangster I like movies. That, yeah. um, okay, that, that's our yeah. thing. And ironically, I um, I did. Um, I think it was late last year, not earlier this year. Yeah, late last year, I did Norman Lear's um, birthday celebration. So I performed, you know, it was like George Clooney, Tom Hanks, and Christopher Lloyd and I sat at the same table. Oh, gee. And I told him <laughs> that I love this movie. And he told me that that's his favorite Aww. movie he ever did. It's his favorite really? movie. And I, his wife was like, because I said, oh, I love things to do in Denver with your dad. He was like, nobody ever sees Aww. that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was like, that's my favorite movie. And his wife was like, that's really his favorite movie. He's not just saying that because his wife is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I watched it. And, I, you know, I've watched it. It's funny to watch a movie like that and then watch it again. Because uh, I've watched it several times, like, throughout the years. But to watch mm-hmm. it after, you know, the tide turn and you think about, like, all the homophobia in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the misogyny right, yeah. and the, you know, objectification of the women and all that stuff. And you're like, wow, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, every group would have a problem with this movie. Like mm-hmm. every single marginalized group would be like, oh, damn. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for, you know, being a woman and being a person of color and uh, raised by a queer person, I look at it and I'm like, that's the reality of what how life has been in certain areas. And that is something that is mm-hmm. real. And to try to erase it and pretend like it didn't happen is just, to me, is just foolishness because that the common language in like neighborhoods of people that grow up, you know, mm-hmm. around each other, and they say these words and these terms that we we shouldn't be saying or not are not supposed to say anymore. Yeah. We got to have the framework to understand where it comes from, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I just I watched it this morning and I was like dang, there's a lot of homophobia in this movie. Like, wow, it was really excessive. Mm -hmm. So can I, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to dig deep here for a moment. And I like your take on that because that's a perspective I hadn't thought of uh, when watching the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, 
and and, and I live in Washington D.C., so I have I got mm-hmm. you know, all types of everybody. Uh, yeah, me. I'm a teacher, so I have everybody around me all the time. So um, <clears> I, I now that you're saying that, it's ringing some kind of truth for me. But this is for everybody now. So this movie, where we're talking about the the language and the thing that we can't ignore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the language about the marginalized and and the homophobia and all that stuff that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now this movie's around the same time as Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's after it. I don't know if it's before it. And I don't know it's if it's, it's it's before. Is it after? Because it said that the reason why a lot of people thought it was a box office bomb was because they were trying to compare it to a Pulp Fiction clone, and they and I guess they were expecting it to be like Pulp Fiction, which everybody loved, and that's why, a big reason why they were. Doing and it's Miramax. It. Yeah. So, oh yeah, the Weinstein's were involved. Yeah, yeah, both the Weinstein brothers. It's I think not just yeah, they were both the in, yeah, they both yeah, yeah. So I guess so I guess my, my thing here is is that that was my vibe. I'm like, are they just trying to get on the coattails of the pulp fiction organized crime vibe? Um, mm-hmm. and particularly with all of the language involved. But do we think that the 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 slurs that are used in pulp fiction are also used in this movie? But is it is it more credible in one movie than the other? Is it have mm-hmm. a different energy in one movie than the other? I'm just thinking, I just throwing shit against the wall here. Like is it used more appropriately? Is it not a you know what I mean? None of it's appropriate, but but is it make more sense for one movie than than the other? Um, I'm just wondering. Anybody have any like thoughts on that? I'm just thinking about that now. You know, what it's funny. Think? It's like Quentin Tarantino can uh, is like uh, has this cult mm-hmm. worship where people think that he can you know he's he does everything in a specific way where i know a mm-hmm. lot of people who take great offense to quentin tarantino's use of the n word not sure. just in but in django like it's excessive mm-hmm. it's like a like he jacks off to it excuse, excuse my language but it feels like <laughs> he, really, it's, it's he loves good. the word so much that he's yeah. like uh, let's say it 137 times which is why will smith didn't want to do django and mm-hmm. so um you know what i think about is that it just to me, Pulp Fiction was very stylized. This movie sure. was stylized in its own in its own right. Mm-hmm. It yep. didn't feel um, it didn't feel grounded to me. It felt very abstract. Whereas this movie feels like something that possibly could happen. Even though it did feel like, you know, the the, the language like they had their own give it a name. Yes. They were very yes. intentional with having yeah. creating this subculture there. But. Mm-hmm. Um, when I standing for where I'm, I stand from being a marginalized person, thinking about it, it felt more organic for me. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe if things to do in Denver would have would have had a nice dance scene, it would have got a little more respect. <laughs> they would have got some iconic actor from the 80s to dance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Uma, whatever. But I just I felt like um, I do feel like that happens. Like it's it's okay to, to and once because the, the person's more famous and you probably never heard of this director or whatever or Sam Jackson mm-hmm. is same motherfucker and that that has mm-hmm. some sort of credibility. Um, but I, I don't I don't feel like if they would have said Spick in either of the movies, one of them would have been more credible than the other. I felt like mm-hmm. it was it would still just be a slur. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, I, I'm not looking to. I'm not looking to. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying like. It seems I'm just wondering about the about the like is is I guess what I'm getting at here is is Quentin Tarantino abusing that thing in the one movie, whereas this director is not abusing it. Get what I'm saying? Is that I think that's more the the energy of my question. Is that yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, makes sense? 
Yeah, right. no, no. I, feel, I, I mean, we feel a lot of us feel like Quentin has abused that the words okay. in all the movies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you know, as you said, he seems to derive great pleasure, um, <laughs> orgasmic or not, uh, from uh, from said language. So, all right. So, uh, so cool. So let's let's dig in. Let's dig in. Do we want to do the one sentence, Jay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the history. So what we do this thing right now is I go to IMDb and IMDb tries to break down this movie in one sentence. And I got to tell you, I just read it. They, boy, they missed a mark. So uh, talk about boiling it down. Ready? So here's what, here's what we got. Here's what we got a lot. So this is Things to Do Endeavor When You're Dead. Came out in 1995. Rated R. Uh, comes in at one hour and 55 minutes. <laughs> one sentence. Five different criminals face imminent death. After botching a job quite badly. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, quite badly. That's it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it does. You know, it does tell somewhat of a story there. But I mean, it misses yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah. obviously. Uh, I would uh, say, yeah, quite badly. Um, so, uh, directed by Gary uh, Flater. I'm going to guess um, writer Scott Rosenberg. This the the actors in this movie act their asses off. And they have the best names ever. We got Andy Garcia as the saint. Chris Walken, who is the man with the plan. Chris Lloyd as Pieces. William Forsyth as Franchise. Bill Nunn as Easy Wind. Treat Williams as Critical Bill. Jack Warden, who plays kind of the, the cowboy from Big Lebowski. Uh, Joe Half. Steve Buscemi as Mr. Shh. That's the best. Uh, Gabriel Anwar as Danny. And so on and so forth. I could keep going. But we do have quite a few... Uh, big names in this movie, uh, and it was good to see all of them. So, um, so I, I kind of want to start. I want to start talking about choices. Why Denver? Why Denver? There's nothing Denvery about any. I didn't see a mountain. I didn't see the Broncos. You know, it's like having a movie called Little Italy. There's a movie called Little Italy. Guess where it takes place? Little Italy in Toronto. Well, yes. What? Give me why? Huh? So, so I'm just wondering, anybody, why Denver? Like, they all sound like they're from Queens. So mm -hmm. why, why Denver? Anybody? Um, I will say that it is, um, in the crime world, there's a running joke that that's okay. where people in the, um, in the witness protection plan uh, <laughs> <It's> program <laughs> go. They go to places like Denver. They go to Denver. Okay. But literally, it, it was actually um, all the exterior shots were around the city of Denver, Colorado. So it actually was there. Yeah, I saw a mountain, a couple of mountains yeah, through the city. Could, like there's shot, a ski like a, shop. Yeah. Oh, there is. Okay, yeah. well, there's a ski shop. Well, that's, that's about as Denvery as it gets. Um, it didn't feel so, like Denver. No, it didn't. It no, it didn't. Yeah. But but I, I get it. Uh, you know, and they have that opening shot where where Andy's coming in looking all hot. Mm -hmm. He's looking good in that suit, uh, coming in with the arm out the window, just like he he's always the, looks he's good. The mayor. He will always. He look does. Good. He does look good. He's amazing. He has <laughs> the most beautiful voice I've ever heard of in a guy. I love him. Um, he he can look good in a trash bag. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, but I want to I want to throw because he's got the good voice and the good style. Yeah. Only somebody like him could say bee's knees and get away with <laughs> it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed at that. This I was like, "There's no way." I, if I said Nobody that, under... I'd be like, you know, yeah. laughter like throughout the whole club. Yeah, like, I, 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 I no laughed out the door. Nobody <laughs> under know? eighty says bees knees. I know. Like, I dare say that's even the bees knees. See, right? Even in 1995. 
Yeah. People were insane, yeah. basically. Yeah. It's like something my grandmother would say or something. Pajamas, everybody. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so right out of the gate, we have, that's the one thing I know is like, why Denver? So now yeah. I, I like that. Um, next thing, like I know, so he's a, he's a, he's, he was an organized crime. He's got to kind of going straight, mm-hmm. right? He was trying to go mm-hmm. straight. And, you know, the first shot we see is like, he's living the life because he's, he feels as though he's, you know, gotten rid of his past. The past is past. Now he's now. So he has a legit business, possibly everybody, the strangest, yep, like made up business I have ever. Has, does this stuff exist? When I first saw, so he's got like a like a a video afterlife service for that you can leave a recording yeah. if you're dying for your family. I thought it was like a legal firm, huh? like um like a last will and testament video. It's not. It's just you get to sit there and, and say, isn't that just the like the weirdest choice? Well, well, the whole time I kept thinking this is such a stupid business because why can't people just get um, a, a recording device and, and do it themselves? Why would they need to go pay yeah. someone to go record them? Because they can do this at home yeah. and leave it for their kid if they want to. Like, So I think that's why his business wasn't probably doing too good to begin with and why he had to take a yeah. loan from a loan shark. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah it was- I mean, but it's no different than those like letters that that started at, at the at the turn of at the when when we got into two, 2000 that they mm-hmm. had those letters that people were writing so that they could leave uh, in a capsule oh, for okay, 20 yeah, years yeah. later. I was about to say you don't get a lot of return business. <laughs> um, that's a dark joke. Um, <laughs> you can't really get a punch card. You yeah. know, you could get five, you get the six free kind of situation. So- um, uh, go ahead, Jay. I, I no, I really want to get into soon um, what the when they get to the job. So, like, okay. let's explain what okay. the job is, and or, or not a job, it's an action. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's uh, right. Right. So, Chris, <laughs> Christopher, job, uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Uh, Walken. I was about to say Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Uh, Christopher Walken is at you know basically uh, his old mob boss and calls in a a note basically that he took out from somebody else and then it's like who you know who do you think owns the note you know from from that yeah. guy mm-hmm. uh, and says that he has to go you know do this thing where oh let's let's not forget at the beginning of the movie this guy is creepily looking at a little um, mm. this little girl mm. at a freaking school and at first oh, I'm, yeah. at first I'm like I'm hoping it's an estranged father <laughs> When I'm first looking, I'm like, yeah, oh, please not. tell me this is a strange dad. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but, you know, you could balance that where you go, like, you know, like, he's just like, you know, he's out of her life. He's like hoping, you know, he wants to be there again type of thing. Yeah. And then you see him hop the fence. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. here we go. And then the, when the tongue came out, I was like, okay, all right, all right. Yep. Somebody stop him, please. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so this guy, you know, that we don't even know him. Like, you know, he's a, he ends up, you find out he's um, Christopher Walken's character's son. Um, he goes to grab a little girl because yeah. he's a he's a yeah he's a pedophile and um, he gets in trouble. But the thing was, uh, Christopher uh, Walken is saying that it's basically uh, you know his son that lost his way after this one girl dumped him mm-hmm. uh, for some other guy, and uh, this guy is about to come to town to ask the girl's father to marry. Um, him and then you know all that stuff and then he said basically I want you to stop him as he's coming to town and tell him it ain't happening but in this crew that he gets together to do this job so Andy's in charge of the whole deal 
You have his right-hand man who has, like, the four kids. So he's the one that actually kind of is... And he's in charge, but the man that's kind of executing the orders is the other guy. Um, William Forsythe. I forget his name. William Forsythe. William Forsythe, right? So he's the one that actually has a head on his shoulders. He was a criminal, doesn't want to be a criminal anymore, but gets lured back in with ten grand. So that, reads, that raises, the, raises the, the question, for someone who wants to stay out of trouble, <laughs> he does have a price, because we all have a price, right? Mm -hmm. So ten Gs will do it. Um, Chris Lloyd in the group. Now we're looking at kind of or movie organized crime. You have the guys in charge. You have his right hand man who actually knows what's going on and is actually an integral part of making this happen. But then you get you know one guy, Bill Nunn, who's basically the driver and a heavy. Chris Lloyd, who's the dumb one of the group. Like he's just not very bright. Like when put on the spot, he kind of crumbles. Yeah. And then you have the hothead in Treat Williams, the guy that's going to screw everything up. So you have the kind of the, the 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 classic. There's always one that's not bright. There's always one that's mm -hmm. hot-headed. There's always the heavy. There's the guy that with the brains and the guy yeah. in charge. And you have those five guys. Am I wrong? It isn't kind of that kind of like classic, yeah. like organized crime yeah. situation. You're waiting for Treat Williams because you know he's the hothead and he's gonna screw it up. He does. So does Chris Lloyd, but he kind of instigates the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so to me, that was intriguing that you have kind of these archetypical characters. Am I am I way off base on that or no? No, you're not. I don't think you. Okay, so so we have so I. But here's the thing: they all get together, kind of like Reservoir Doggy. Wow, Reservoir Doggy. It's like the prequel to Reservoir Doggy. Yeah. Um, the um. So you get them together. And again, we're talking choices before we get into, and Jay absolutely thought of it correctly. We're trying to keep, you know, you can't marry this woman. That's the whole deal. He didn't even say kill them. He just said, make him go away, yeah. which is great. Um, but we're talking about choices. What was Treat Williams thing in jail? Oh, when he, oh, he's a <laughs> fecal something. Fecal freak. That part. Fecal, freak. fecal freak. Yes. Were we, am I wrong? Again, this is a choice. He could have been any weird thing in jail because they all did time together, right? I guess that's the thing. Oh, man, to choose that as your, your, I'm not kink shaming anybody. However, mm -hmm. of all the things you could choose, the fact that you're into poop, mm, that was a little rough. Anybody find that a, bit, a little bit unnerving or... Was that just me? I don't know. I really don't remember that part. <laughs> yes. It was yes. unnerving from, you know, the thing was, I think now when I watched it this morning, I was like, there was a lot of trying to, so there was a lot of explanation of prison culture in it, right? Because it's sure. the the narrating old man that's telling mm -hmm. everybody boat, what boat drinks means, what, why they do this, because yep. you do it. And it was like trying to create this cultural thing that they were trying to, you know, do in the movie with their own language. But I think mm -hmm. sometimes it felt a little heavy. But mm -hmm. um, I personally think this movie was mislabeled. I don't. I saw this movie as a dark comedy more than I did a drama. Because, okay. Um, Treat Williams was absolutely i've never seen treat williams like that before he's always mm -hmm. this like sweet you know like even keel very wholesome guy yes. you know what i mean like, dude, I, you know like very like clean cut you know yeah i've never when seen it comes him to like town 
Yeah. He was the funniest person, though, when he said, do you realize that we're all running from a head? <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, true. You know, he was like, I, I, I'm done. And when he says when they come in to kill, they're going to send somebody. He said, I will fuck them from Friday to two. I don't he had his own language and everything that he was saying. Mm -hmm. And in his insanity, he was, to me, hysterical. Like, I could never take that seriously. I was like, but <laughs> I just feel like there was just so much explanation of prison culture. And that's where that comes from, because that's mm -hmm. nothing but the Chris Rock's um the salad tossed toss the salad man or whatever sure yeah, yeah yeah so it was just really heavy with the trying to explain prison culture and to me today i was like what was the point of that because you never see prison and mm -hmm. you know like people are who they are when they go in jail and they go out and sure prison may change you in some ways but there's no prototype to a prisoner like this is that sure. was the thing that they were trying to create is like this is what prison people do and i'm like <laughs> okay no prison is i can dig it yeah it was weird. see that i i i think that's because again what you said when we have um i forget who but the old man in the malt shop who kind of is acting as the omniscient sage mm -hmm. explaining to the audience the thing that we don't understand and they bring him in whenever you know words come up that need explaining mm -hmm. like and good for the movie for not saying it right away. Like the first time they say boat drinks, mm -hmm. they don't go ahead and tell us what it means or buckwheating buck yeah, or, like, yeah, buck or buck any of that stuff. So, and that's on like, they're making up a language <laughs> and I agree. I, I think I get that vibe that they're trying to explain to us that culture that they all went through from not in prison, from out of prison. I guess I was just taking it back. Like maybe, a, maybe what you said, Ida, maybe a little lighter. Maybe a little yeah. less than going right for the right for the fecal freak. Yeah. Like that seemed like a, a lot to ask the audience all at once. But I could be wrong. Whatever I'm just saying. I don't think like I, I never. No, I was just. I don't think Tree Williams needed that to be a weirdo. He he was. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was already a weirdo all by mm -hmm. you know already. Like I just think there yeah. were just too many. You know, he's peeing in a gallon. You're in an apartment that doesn't mm -hmm. have a bathroom, like what's going on yeah. here? You know what I mean? Like that was just, mm -hmm. it was just heavy with, I guess in the development of the characters, it was like, we're gonna make this guy the weirdo, but we don't have to give him, yeah. he, you know, yeah. I mean, the 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 pedophile, we were, we were felt he was creepy from the beginning and, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't have to go visit his apartment and see images of children or whatever. We knew he was a weirdo from a few right. seconds. Well, yeah. And they set the tone with uh, Treat Williams' character by, first off, I forgot that I saw the exterior of a uh, funeral home. And so mm -hmm. they go and visit him and you see him working what looks like a oh, hunting yeah. bag. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. I'm, I'm going... Oh, did did like did somebody? Are they saying that there's a punching bag in the shape of a human? Like you know, like you know, like like mm -hmm. in karate they have yeah. like you know dolls yeah, that are yeah. like you know. Um, oh no, it's a human being. Like, and I was like, mm -hmm. maybe it's the mob thing. Oh no, he's just working at a funeral home. And yeah. I was like, really like so disturbing. The guy's on a chain. He's like, yeah, he's not gonna. You know, they're not gonna know. And I was like, oh my god. And he called it a program. It he was like, I'm working this program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the the actors are given a lot of odd things and a lot of odd choices. They make a lot of not odd choices, but they make some. They commit to their choices. I think everybody in this movie is acting there asses off mm -hmm. um for whatever 
you know, from, from Treat Williams being a maniac, from the other guy being a pedophile, from Christopher Lloyd, the lo- the lovable pornographer. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason not to like Christopher Lloyd in the movie. I did not you know like I mean? him in the movie at all. I hated him in the movie. All right, well, why? I just hated his character. I just hated everything about his character. Okay. I don't know why. But the whole time I was watching the movie, I'm like, I can't stand the, the character that he's in right now. I don't know why. I just didn't like him. And I, okay. of course, I didn't like him because he was the bad guy, too. They make you not want to like him. Why would yeah. you like him? <laughs> yeah, good point. I'm just saying he doesn't, he's not overtly, like, nuts. Bill Nunn, too, or is just, like, yeah. they're just the, doing their... He was the, the most even kill, I think, out of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so if we're going to talk even keel and we already talked about Treat Williams, uh, we have to get to Chris Walken. So, wow. So let's talk Chris, shall we? The, um, huh. They, the, again, choices. We have a mob boss who can't move from the neck down, who moves in a wheelchair with a blowpipe. Now that is, wow. Like of all the, like how intimidating, first thing that goes through your mind is how intimidating is this guy? That he is immobile and can make thing people no, do everything. stuff. The other part of it is when did he become disabled? Do we find that out or is that? Yeah. You know, I'm sorry it was if I don't an remember. attempted hit on what? his life. Yeah. Okay. Was that recent? I don't remember when it was. It was after his wife died because he said, thank God she never saw me like this. That's right. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry that I didn't get those details. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't just leave it for us. But they also didn't like have to go into a big backstory. They just said... Hey, this guy can't move. But on the other side of it, if who like, huh, boy, it's tough to tell people what to do when you can't move. Um, and the weird nurse stroking his legs with a, with a I know that's a thing where you, where you, no, where Jenny you, McCarthy, what, what you I didn't even yeah, recognize that was her it. debut. Oh my, yeah, I did. I, I, I'm I did used to her now. Him. I'm yeah. used to seeing yeah. her now. So like seeing her then, I'm, I'm thrown. I'm like, it didn't look like exactly like in her. my trivia. The, the I have something that. She said about Christopher Walken. I'll tell you in the, when we do the trivia because it's kind of funny. Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's he's doing his thing and he's not doing regular stuttering thing. He's kind of going low. And the, I like angry Chris Walken. I like when he goes low and high and just doesn't do the, you know, one syllable becomes three syllable situation. Yeah. Um, he was doing a super job. And how intimidating is a person that can't move? He can't move. Mm-hmm. But you're terrified of him. And... Let's talk about what he's trying to do. He asked these guys. Now, he's an organized criminal. He's not a nice man. Okay. <laughs> Hot take of the day. Chris Walken, not a nice man in the movie. <laughs> so, I know. I know. Controversial. But he's trying to get the woman, to the, this this boy, to not propose to this, this girl that his son likes. Doesn't say waste them. Says just get him to leave. Yeah. Then he it, it gets botched. Which he, we he wants get that into. girl to go back with his son. He thinks it's going to cure him yeah. of his pedophilia. <laughs> so he definitely right. doesn't want her so, to die. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And, and and so he um, they they add, and then they bungle it, and then he says, "Everybody, just get out of Denver." So, but really, I want to talk terms... about the job. The the the, the all right. The thing. Talk about the job, Jay. Talk no, because all right. So you got the kid. Um, who played on Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead uh, as, uh, you know, he's the the one driving the van uh, or the truck. Oh, yeah. Right? He's in Dead Poets Society as well. Okay, right. Yep. So, yeah, you know, I, look it up. Um, I can't remember so anything right he now. He is, um, <laughs> that's all right. COVID. COVID, COVID brain. <laughs> uh, definitely COVID. have that. So, 
Uh, here's the thing. You are dead weight when you're sitting in a vehicle. And Treat Williams was able to remove you from uh, sitting down. Like he was able to pull you from the window. When you like, you know, you, you you were calling them out on the fact that they weren't actually cops. They pull him over. Okay. And they he pulled him at dead weight. He was strong enough mm -hmm. to pull you. If you can get pulled out of a car from a sitting position, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be mouthing off <laughs> to the guy that had enough strength to do I that. And who has a gun? And then <laughs> no. he's got a gun too. Right. Uh, right, but he 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 had him. Uh, like strangled up against the thing yeah. and he's 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 mouthing off to him and he and he then he gets a knife put to <laughs> his throat yeah and, he's still and then when he takes the knife away he calls him the c-word yeah it's like dude yeah <laughs> like, like, this guy doing? has everything above you right now yeah mm -hmm. the only thing you have over him is attitude yeah you know what i mean yeah. like you you haven't won anything yet yeah. don't like you can't be that egotistical. <laughs> really like, was. And then he, you know, then he stabs him. Yeah. No, but I'm saying you mm -hmm. can't. How on earth do you think you're going to win this? He pulled you from a vehicle, and then yeah. so like, and he, like I said, that, so then he stabs him after he gets really upset. Then the girl comes around the corner, and Christopher Walk. I mean, uh, Christopher. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd flips out and uh, freaks by mistake and shoots her. Yeah. Because he didn't expect mm -hmm. to see her and. You know, so they're both dead, and and that's where the that's how the. But I just quit. I uh, I'm mind blown yeah. at choices. Charles, of, not name. the actors, but the character. Was it? His name is Josh Charles. You see that in movies all the time. I'm always I always have anxiety when I watch a movie when a woman is being abducted or or being held by somebody and then they're like i'm gonna tell yeah. and i'm oh like shut God. up yeah. like yeah. Why you, it, it's i mean you see it all that you i watch it all the time where you see someone you're like they told you just be quiet and survive and these people are just some people have yeah. anxiety and emotional and they don't know how but that guy the, the whoever well whoever wrote the movie had an attitude about denver la new york Cause he goes, mm -hmm. I know you guys are not cops. I know my rights. I'm from LA, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, also, he wow. does. While you are, if you're that character, the the young man driving the van, and you know that it's just not adding up. So I got two points. One, if you know it's not adding up, something is amiss yeah. here, and that maybe. You ought to just go okay, yeah. you know, maybe. But again, then you wouldn't have a movie, so right, it's a stupid right, right, right. thing to say. So obviously, uh, second bit, Andy Garcia puts together his crack team of guys to get the job done. They're the worst criminals ever. They didn't think of any of that. You're the like, two how smartest. good are they? This is your crack team. <laughs> maybe you deserve this. The You're the smartest. worst. The two smartest <clears throat> are back at the moving van. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Like the two, the two that have the the biggest heads on their shoulders are back at the moving van waiting to see how it all yeah. unfolds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you have the hothead and the dumb one in the group. That was my point about the archetypes. The hothead and the dumb one in the group executing the plan. That's a terrible idea. You put the hothead in 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 charge of the getaway vehicle because he'll 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 drive recklessly out of the situation. And you put someone that's cool and calm and collected. It can logic out logic the person in front of you. That was so they deserve it. I mean, honestly. Why was Christopher Lloyd the dumb one? I didn't picture him being dumb. 
not dumb, but like he, well, when, when put under pressure, he doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't know what I mean by dumb. I don't mean necessarily not intelligent. What I mean by is, well, you know, he's probably no rocket scientist, but still the fact of the matter is when the, when the young punk in the, not a punk, but when the kid in the, in the van who was the the one that's in love, uh, legitimately Mm -hmm. Starts questioning it. Lloyd's got no comebacks. Oh, yeah. He's got nothing. On, He's got yeah. <laughs> he actually word, says, yeah. "If you're an authority figure, you never say, come on, cut me a break.' You don't say that. <laughs> Cops don't say that. <laughs> like you're terrible at what you do. I don't know. They're, they're out of point. touch. They haven't been doing it for a while. That's what it's like. yeah. Oh, okay. So then uh, get a new group. That's <laughs> your fault, Andy have. Garcia, for getting this. It group. was supposed to no, be I got, I got easy, something. and they fucked it up. No, it was it now. was his fault though. Even Treat Williams was like, "It's your fault." He was like, "You know I'm crazy." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, way to go, dummy. Why would you hire a guy like yeah. me? This yeah. is terrible. Why couldn't Andy Garcia <clears throat> just so, do it? Did they know who he was or something? I don't know. Like I said, they 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 the wrong people were back at the movie group. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I gotta say, I laughed out loud mm-hmm. after they they go to the basement of the funeral home. Uh, and they find places for the bodies to go underneath mm-hmm. the casket. There's like a compartment underneath a regular casket. Yep. Uh, for like an extra body that you're going to bury oh, yeah, these yeah, people yeah. along with somebody. And I laughed so hard when the uh, Treat Williams, you know, pulls up to the cemetery and the pallbearers go to get the the casket out of the back of the hearse and they all go oh yeah <laughs> yeah because it was too, twice too heavy the weight that it should have been. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean, that, that is really, funny that was outstanding because yeah. you see them all grunt but like it's like wow it's like how does he remain cool and calm mm-hmm. as a limit as a driver for a hearse like you know for people it's like I mean, I, I guess, you know, nobody's driving with him, but still, yeah, it's a dangerous thing to put him in charge of anything. <laughs> I know. <he's> so, <laughs> so, the, so let's, so let's talk and I'm going to ask Ida, cause I think you're probably more versed than I am. So I would love to get a better foundation on this, on what I'm going to ask here. So, um, the, and again, cause you saw the movie more than I have. So, or I didn't buy it. And more refreshed so, the, I guess the, this morning. Yeah, yeah, just saw it. Oops, sorry about that. So I guess the question is, so so Andy Garcia goes back. Chris Walken's obviously upset, and he gives them all an out. He says, just get out of Denver, right? No, so, no, And no, again, sorry. I'm not... I'm, no, what's the deal? Help, he help did, me out. He did help not give him all an out. He says, your whole crew okay. is dead. Andy, basically, yeah. I'm going to let the same Andy live. He's the only one that's supposed to live. And the, okay. it, but as long as he gets out of Denver, the other ones already have a death sentence. So he's going to kill the whole okay. crew and he'll let him live if he leaves. However, okay. uh, Andy begs for the life of the one, I can't remember his name, that has the, really has the kids. Yeah. He's like, he's got, a, okay. he's got a family. Please, please, please just let him live. And so um, he says, okay, fine, I'll let him live. But he doesn't. He goes back on his word and he kills the, the guy that has the wife and family. And that's when Andy Garcia gets super fucking pissed and then starts rebelling and he wants vengeance. And then, then, then of course, now okay. he has a death sentence against him. And then he goes and mm-hmm. kills that kid, that, that, uh, the guy in the wheelchair's uh, son because of all the shit that he mm-hmm. put everybody through to begin yeah. with. But, you know, they, sure. he was supposed to live. 
but he 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 just begged so, for the life of the one that had the family and he didn't let him live right so i have a question so i'm sorry if i conflated that and again i i probably just forgot so the question is why are we giving chris lloyd money and tickets to places because he's trying to get him out even though he He's got a death sentence and Andy's trying to get him to live. He's like, they're going to kill you. So he's giving him money out of his own yeah. pocket so that he'll get out. Okay. That he got, he tried to get all of them to yeah. leave. Right. Um, but they won't leave. They treat Williams. Well, he, he, he's a man of his word. He took down the killer, even though he ended up dying, but he was the one that mm -hmm. was like, I'm not running. Tree, it was yeah. one of those like good. Both of them died. One of them did. You know, one he's a them, dangerous yeah. dude. Yeah, and one yeah. of them. Like I'm saying, Treat Williams is no loss. Sorry, no, he's not. No. But yeah, one of them hid right, and then the and then the and then Christopher Walken, the, his piece pieces right pieces. Yeah, he he, he didn't want to he didn't want to run. He he was like, no, I'm gonna take it like a man. You know what I mean? Like so, he knew he was gonna mm -hmm. die, and he was ready for it. That way, he could have a easier death so he was gonna he was gonna stay and then one of them was mm -hmm. gonna fight one was gonna run and hide one was gonna stay and just and, you know deal with it so they all kind of had their right. own thing i would have been running i would have so, taken that money and got yeah there. i'm like <laughs> yep i'm like I, I can see the guy with the family not not going i guess i my biggest issue was like treat williams is crazy so yeah he's gonna stay to me christopher lloyd like what does he got like just get out of here! I go like you're giving him all this money and a plane ticket to say, "Hey, well, look, they're I, gonna come after you." I don't understand. Like I don't know. I I think he was older and just said, "I've I've done it. I've lived it. I'm good." Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not gonna I, run. I know he and, said and that. Live my life like looking over my shoulder the whole time. His sure. dust fingers, his toe just fell off. <laughs> his kids that's don't want anything to do. Yeah, he oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, his kids want nothing to that. do with him. So he's like, okay. he was like, he was done. He was like, I've already lived my life. And he was like, I'm just going to, so, like she said, take it like a man. He was ready to go. No, was was that leprosy? Yeah. Like, did he they said say he had it? leprosy. Like, yeah. Okay. So, so they got leprosy and they're all doing that, like, you know, hand thing where they hold each other's hands. <laughs> I'm like, uh, maybe you want to wash it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a, oh. Like, I don't That's know, not sensitive not to people with leprosy. <laughs> that was another laugh out loud moment for me when the when the kid that is in the van, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to your fingers, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when I, I, was, I know I was annoying when I first watched that movie because it was like when I watched Sling Blade, I was the only person laughing out loud. Really? Sure. People are looking at me like I'm a weirdo, and I'm like, I'm the weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. Watch it was happening. That's amazing yeah, that right. you got to sit with Christopher Lloyd. I mean, can you imagine being able to sit at a table with him and his wife? That's the coolest thing. Yeah, and to find out that that is his first. I think that he got typecast after uh, Back to the Future, mm -hmm. and sure. it was really hard for him to be you know anything else because yeah. even at this event they were calling him you know by the name his name in the movie and and back to the future and he was just like 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 bro like you know it was it was interesting but he was like he was so happy to hear somebody saw the movie because he really he really loved that movie i'm sure he loved playing the character it's probably fun to play put it closer put it closer put it like closer Oh my God, that's so cool. That's amazing. That's the best. Yeah, he that's was awesome. so, um, 
And his wife was hilarious. Really? His wife is, yeah, she's a firecracker. And uh, she was like, you know, she uh, some big time producer came to talk to him. The guy who created uh, Arrested Development and sure. no, he created Rosenthal, the guy who created I think Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. To speak to me, um, speak to Christopher Lloyd and his wife was like, yeah, one second. He's talking to her right now. Oh. Like it was she, I was like, no wonder like she's a she's a firecracker. They were they just make they compliment each other. But yeah, they were both very sweet. That's an honor. That's, that's such an that's honor. Awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Very cool. Um, Norman Lear's birthday party, huh? That 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 must have been exciting. It was interesting. Awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah, it was it was like, wow, you know, um a hundred years old. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, he's, well they, they, um, uh, he was responsible for All in the Family. Uh, they do those live ones now, like every year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Jimmy Kimmel has been hosting. Um, did you see, did anybody see the most recent of like the most last year when they did Fact of Life and Different Strokes? No. Oh, that was Kevin Hart was Arnold, right? How awesome. Wow. How wow. awesome. He had the beard. <laughs> he still had his beard. So he's dressed as Arnold and jumping into John Lithgow's arms. Oh, John wow. Lithgow played Mr. Drummond. Genius. Yep, not perfect. That was so great. That's funny. Oh, my God. And that was uh, Lisa Welchel, who played Blair, has not aged at all. Yeah, she looks good. She's very sweet. Very sweet. I, I met her and I met... Um, um, the woman who played Joe Polnicek. Um, I don't know why I can't think of her oh. now. No. Oh, okay, yes. I bet you uh, she looks good, too. I haven't looked her, but she looked good then. It looks yeah. like she would age good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She was, all, she was also very sweet. Very so sweet that it was so weird because I'm like, I'm used to her being like this yeah. tough chick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was very sweet as well. That's awesome. No. That's awesome. <clears throat> all right. So uh, let, let's, let's kind of get towards the meat of, or at least... The ending of the movie. Um, yeah. So, and, and and a couple other things. So, first of all, how did we feel about um, the omniscient guy in the malt shop? Uh, basically, the narrator, mm-hmm. uh, our our voice, our translator. I forget his name. Um, Jack the Warden. Older, Jack Warden. Mm-hmm. So, how like how, obviously that his existence is a literary tool, right? Mm-hmm. He's uh, you know, he and if it were Shakespeare, it'd be someone who's on the stage acting as comic relief, telling the audience, here's what's going on or filling in the gaps. How did you, what did you feel? Cause he's, you know, like I said, all I could think of was the cowboy from Big Lebowski, this omniscient presence that kind of gets us all back into the, the, the movie once things start to go awry. Right. Um, what did, what did we think of him? Like, was that good? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I'm just wondering, cause that's, it's a unique tool. There's a lot of the movie, things about this movie that are unique. And having that guy do that in the movie, he has no other role in the movie. I mean, maybe to set up some previous history, redundant, <laughs> rather than future history. Um, you know, rather than set up some some <laughs> some background, um, well, what did you think of what he did in the film? It was just confusing at one point for me, because I, I like the tool, but one point where... It felt like he was sitting right next to them, telling yeah. the guys what was going on, and it felt like mm-hmm. he could hear it. But then when they yeah. pan out, um, 
it's like the, their conversation is silenced almost like you can't you can't hear it like that they're over there having that conversation but when they do that close-up shot he looks he's right here and he's mm -hmm. talking yeah this felt kind of weird right there like i'm like they don't they can't hear him like that was, yeah i just saw that right now and i was like oh but i i, I actually enjoyed his I mean, that, that it was an interesting way for them to explain some of the things um, that, you know, that was in the language and the culture. Like when he explained the the, the bug shots or buckwheats, buckwheats. buckwheats uh, it mm -hmm. was he just didn't even he it was straight with no chaser. He was like, they put a gun up your ass and they, that you know, and you're crazy. Like, yeah, it was. Yep. And I was like, wow, that that sounds horrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm. <laughs> Gee, that sounds like a great that afternoon. That was just fascinating uh, yeah. with, with the butt in the movie. Like, <laughs> you know, my daughter is a writer on Doom Patrol and uh -huh. and they have like all these butt episodes. And I'm like, what is this fascination with butt stuff? But it, and, and I don't mean it from the, the perspective of sexuality. It was just mm -hmm. the buckwheats, the, uh, the fink, fecal, Freak. Oh, yeah, right? Freak. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was just like, like I said, there was just so much fascination with that. It was interesting. Yeah. The writer. It's quite <laughs> scatological. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mel? Uh, I like things that did have it, narrators did... in them. So I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. And, it, and it did explain a lot. Like half the language, you would have had to have been looking it up on your phone the whole time going, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know that it exists. Does it exist? Yeah. I don't know. Is it I, made just, up? I thought, like, thank God they well, had that in there because you wouldn't have, you know, some of their stuff that they were making up, like to yeah for the um, movie, yeah they were combining. Uh, but yeah, but I'm saying like you wouldn't like, have known what what that meant if somebody wasn't telling you what that meant. So I don't know. I think well, it's kind of cool that it was narrated. I like that. Okay. After the fourth time that they said uh, give it a name, I was like, what they the ruined it. They ruined give it a name because when they when mm -hmm. he said they caught him at the playground, and he said yep. it's a brain thing, not a balls thing and he said give mm -hmm. it a name i thought that was very clever he was like whatever you want to call it it's called pedophilia but whatever <laughs> but then they mm -hmm. overused it and yep. this, just now i was like because it gave context and the first time when they used it you're like oh the guy's like yeah whatever you want to call it he's still a pedophile but then they just mm -hmm. kept saying give it a name and i was like oh they overused the term to mm -hmm. be cool where it was so cool where it could actually have it, it was e easy to understand at the beginning, and then it, then I was like, okay, I don't know why they keep saying this. Yeah. So I right. had to ask what the hell they were saying. Like, you know, what, is, what are you talking about? And it was like basically, yeah. you know, tell. Well, tell a, lot like of, a lot of a lot, yeah, a lot of the things the language they use they eventually pay off. Mm -hmm. Um, and they and you get to understand what it means, I guess. And that's my point with that guy. I love him. He's great. He's a sweet old man, even if he has a criminal background. Like you just you just dig it. You love his voice. You love his attitude. Weird that he ends up with the assassin talking to the assassin oh, at one yeah, point, weird. who weirdly enough is Steve Buscemi, the 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 last person I'd want to cast in a John Wick esque role. Yeah. But sure, um, it's just tough to see him doing anything else. Same with Chris Lloyd, I guess. But my, I guess my issue is this, and it's it's a personal, it's a pet peeve of mine. I think that I didn't, I liked it at first, but then when they kept using it, it bugged me a little because. You don't need to explain it to me if you're telling the story the right way. You know what I mean? Like, if you do it the right way, you don't need to have someone stop the movie and tell me about what buck reading oh. is. 
It should be in the conversation. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, it, the, okay. the fact that you don't even have to have somebody give it a name. Like eventually it comes up or boat drinks. Like if you've, like, it's such a weird thing to say, and it catches your attention when they say it, because you go, what the fuck does that mean? And then by the end of the movie, you pay it off. We don't need somebody to explain it mm-hmm. in an in an otherworldly, almost otherworldly, mm-hmm. fourth wall-breaking narrative. You know what I mean? I like him. I think it's neat. I just, it kind of, like, I would rather it not there, and I am now left to figure it out by the end. And I think by the end, they would have explained all of it and if the, you know what if you didn't explain it then you didn't it's okay like it's all right i would rather not know than have somebody explain it to me so then on the second watch or the third watch i would figure it out so i just kind of and there's one time where he, like you said ida he's kind of like in the shot like how are you not hearing it yeah like he's omniscient like a godlike deity-ish character and i don't need that I guess that kind of I liked it at first, and then after a while it bugged but me. But they did that in. And I guess it's too bad. It's kind of too bad because I don't need it explained to me. Explain it or don't, whatever, or have the have the dialogue explain it. I don't need a person telling me. I guess that was my only issue, and it's too bad because he was cool. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is that just me or am I nuts? The Steve <clears throat> Buscemi sitting with them was that was a to me that was a mess up because okay. just everybody knows who these killers are. You know, mm-hmm. it's just weird that he's sitting there with him, and I, I thought you knew because you when the when the 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 killers that kill Andy Garcia come in, they like everybody knows who these people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why right. is this weird? Why would you be telling the business to some weird person that you don't know who they are? That that just right. feels it, like out of the mob code. Oh, sure, you know? yeah, 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 sure. Right. And, and Ida, I'll even say to this, that character, even if you like him or not, he's uh, or what he does, he's neutral in the whole thing. He's just overseeing. And once you put him with Steve Buscemi, you give him an angle mm-hmm. or you make him integral, which is not the point of that guy. That's right. Right. I agree with he's that. supposed to be neutral, yeah, yeah. you know. So whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just I, I wouldn't be able to do much better. I'm just saying like that to me bugged me a little bit that you you made him not neutral. And I don't know. Maybe that's what they were going for. Great. By the way, you know what I mean. Backtracking I a little bit. I do. Yes. I do like the scene where they're uh, beating the crap out of each other in the mall shop when the girl in the background has a birthday party hat on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little girl with a, yep. like a birthday hat, and it's like, wow, that's what you yeah. need. At, like yep. you know, some people literally just ne- not only beating the shit out of each other but swearing at the top yeah. of their lungs well that's the the fecal freak conversation that's yes. yeah that was that was where right. that started talk, talk wow but it's like if you're a family at this birthday party you kind of almost don't want to leave because it's like <laughs> i don't want to walk past these people mm-hmm. <laughs> together. Yep. you know oh, what i mean the, the birthday's ruined, I would say. And they're like, it's okay. It's okay. That's fine. <laughs> you know, like, they're trying to calm it down. Yeah. That was, was great. One thing Just I will say is when the molester gets apprehended in the playground and the mm-hmm. kids like surround him and start calling him weirdo, I was like, that's Brooklyn. That is not Denver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Brooklyn. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not Denver. I was like that. That fell off. Like I was like that because I would I would run if something like that happened around me when I was five. Yeah. I just yeah. was like, "Yo, these the kids are gangsters too." Yeah. Like, mm. yeah, the whole time watching again, it's funny. But- you would never even ever like he said. 
think that it wasn't Denver. It look, it's just, it does look like New York or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same energy. Yeah. Again, worst set of teachers ever. Oh, Who's man. watching? The they just like, mom, there's a dude. You know? I don't know. There was a big dude watching before he did anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you you should be over. That's the worst mm-hmm. possible, like, supervision ever. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. what the hell? Like, that's the first thing you look for, like, weird dudes. Yeah. Like, right. it particularly, and, uh, and yeah. And he's not Whatever. small. Like, it's like he's no. pretty easy to spot. And, well, and you guys mm-hmm. didn't talk about um, Andy's uh, love interest or the prostitute Lucienda or anything. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about Well, those? I mean characters that's kind of where i wanted to to go in that did did everything end up the was there justice for everybody so andy garcia like he his legacy lives on through this this woman who is carrying his child see, how do you know she's gonna get pregnant because uh, they had sex one time <laughs> like once that's one yeah. you don't well, know hoping. but you know they had to make she said she was ovulating oh that's she right she- that's right okay she does says she only had two more two more days. Yeah, that's which right. was was which I lets me know that these men don't understand women. That's right. How, yeah. That. How yeah. bad would it have been though? How how awful would it have been if you see his tape and he's talking? I just I, I'm really you know I just want to do this for you and like she's like man if I had only you know if it had only taken like, yeah like, she's not pregnant yeah. you know what I mean like, you know he's already dead um you know we never discussed the whole like love thing like that that he was trying to do with uh, yeah that was Gabrielle kind of his, Juan, the main right? thing of him throughout the whole movie I felt bad for her yeah, like, a lot I really felt bad for her yeah, of course but what <laughs> it was weird though because you are under so much stress and pressure from the, your friends are are getting killed, the you know you're being threatened, and you're still like finding time to go to like like have moments with her that's really chill. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? how are you yeah. this calm? Like, yeah, I, I, I would be ripping my hair out of my head. And it's like mm-hmm. he's like you know like meeting her at the uh, the Natural History Museum. And like, I'm like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was kind a of public a weird little, place like, though. It was a public yeah, place, That's but it was he knew he was a dead man walking. So, hmm. I mean, he was trying to find the moments with the one person he 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 had never felt that way before. I didn't like the language around love that they gave him. Does he make you thump? Oh was like, yes, well, that was yeah. As a woman, I was like, I would have been like, what weirdo? Like right. that. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he was trying too hard yeah. to you to create this language like you know it was just everything was just so it was too much like are you in love does he make you thump though you know yeah it's it like, was just like what yeah you know no nobody it's tough when you're trying to do that but nobody talks yeah that i don't way, like right? i didn't so. like the wording either and i and it and you wonder about the writer it's like does he not even understand women whatsoever like they're, they're just the writer in general like the actual guy that is the writer that put that in there like that's just the dumbest thing like like, why would you write that? Um, like, I don't know. And it, and yeah, it doesn't so, look right coming out of Andy Garcia's mouth because he's just more slick than that. He doesn't, he, 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 like, yeah. he wouldn't say something like that, I don't think. It didn't look right. I mean, it just, is it too, is this, is it that, mon- you know, boring to just say, does he give you butterflies? Yeah. <laughs> like, at mm. that point, you're like, it's, it, it was that was for me. I was like, "Does he make you thump?" Yeah. I would immediately be like, "This is this this is critical, Bill. He's crazy. I'm out. Yeah. I, he's just mm-hmm. asking if somebody makes me right, thump." Right, yeah. right. 
It's like weird. That was, yeah, it was, that was. Butterflies would have been better because it shows that, it shows that there's actual genuine feelings and he's Mm -hmm. able to get out of himself Mm -hmm. to say normal language, not back to, you know, does he make you thump and whatever, whatever. So, uh, but whatever, it's a choice. Like I said, a lot of weird choices in the Yeah, well, what about the scene where he gives his, the engagement ring that he was going to give that girl to the new guy? Because he knows he's not going to be around. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was really, mm-hmm. that was sad. Like, what guy would accept Weird it? for the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that. Might, I mean, what would you do if you were yeah. the guy? That's just such a weird thing to, yeah. for a guy, like, for Andy Garcia's character, that was sad, and it was sad for her, but for that guy that's getting handed the ring, that's just, that's, just, like, a, I don't know what a guy would do in that situation. It's so weird. Hey, I mean, by the way, though, if you're, I'm sorry. Uh, no, ahead. he did. No, I was just going to say he did it. He was just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, though, if you're going on a date and somebody has a nickname with the word the in front of it, <laughs> maybe maybe you should put on some brakes like 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 Jimmy the Saint. You know, like it's like, well, I, I, all right, he took me to an Italian restaurant. You know, he's got a mob vibe about him. He's got a name with, you know, a nickname with the word the in front of it. Unless unless, unless it's like really mellow, like, you know, the mediocre something not very but at uh, least it's the saint but, and not uh, the exterminator right, 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 right. or something like yeah, right. the exterminator you'd be like um um my right. mom's calling me i gotta go <laughs> like yeah you know. right right when right. you get married do you have to take the quotes with the name yeah, is right. the question i know that's what all i want to know you have to take the quotes that's all now so, i think that cool. that's a very evolved mentality i think when you're a young beautiful woman and an intriguing, you see the boring clean cut boyfriend, this intriguing dark figure that, that has this bad boy edge comes into your life and sweeps you off your feet. I I don't, I thought that was, I, that was one of the (laughs) things that I felt was probably more, um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more between them in terms of to earn the, I love you. But I feel like, um, I felt like that was pretty, I got it. I was like, you know, he's a good looking man. He has the voice thing where he has the, he takes his voice down, you know. Look, just because you got a great voice doesn't mean that people suddenly fall in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the best voice, I think, saying. really. I, there's just nobody oh, that boy. sounds like him. He just, I, I've always loved his voice. I think everybody yeah. loves his voice. He would be a great narrator. <laughs> like, Maybe you know? he has. You never know. So The, the guy who wrote um, the movie is has some predatorial thoughts you know it was i i can't do this is the first date and then four minutes later he's knocking on the door and they're having sex and that's the first time they met you know it's just like yeah i'd have been like yeah no buddy i I just met you 17 hours yeah it doesn't matter if it's four minutes later from yesterday right yeah yeah um does um I well, well. I just want to bring up the last scene. I think we'll do final judgment. Jay, what do you think? Is that where we're at? Oh, the time wise. Yeah, and then well, she she has a quick bit of. Oh, TMI. Forgot. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Melanie. So um, we, we're in the afterlife. Um, eventually, everyone is does meet their end. Chris Walken is still around, um, and we we finally get the the uh, definition of boat drinks, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know when you finally get to have. You know, finally in a calm place and a nice place, and you're gonna have drinks on a boat with somebody because you finally made it. Well, they finally made it, but they're all passed away. Um, other, they've all been been executed. 
I guess I didn't, I saw the end coming. I wasn't a wholly satisfied by it because it was just these guys that they did this heist with and kind of nobody else. To me, if we're in the afterlife, I'd want other people than the people that I just screwed up this heist with. <laughs> Am I like, you almost want a bigger boat with more like almost people that you don't know, but must be family. But it's just these guys that you did this botched job with. To me, that's not great. That's not a good afterlife. I don't know. Like, I'm with Treat Williams forever. The fecal freak <laughs> that, that screwed everything up. Like, I don't know if I want to be with Chris Lloyd. for. He's a nice guy, sure. But I don't know. Maybe somebody else. Uh, I, I'm glad that they're all comfortable. But you're if this is heaven... I don't know. Like, maybe I'm not, not saying they. <laughs> maybe they're yeah, not. you know what I mean. Like, maybe some other people. <laughs> like, that, you know, what oh. you know, he he talked about the beginning of the movie. He wanted a boat. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, we're gonna do yeah. the boat in Denver. Like, right. That was the, the money, true. the boat money, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that's yeah. right. They had the boat money. Yeah. I, well, I, just... I gotta say, at least, at least, um, there was a, a little bit of justice when he knows he's gonna die because of the way, uh, um. Christopher Walken talks to him and says, okay, you know, that's it. And, you know, you'll always be wondering if I'm going to kill your girlfriend first or whatever like that. So mm -hmm. um, at least he goes and uh, kills the pedophile, which is Christopher yeah. Walken's yeah. son, and, and whips the hat at the, the two brothers. Like, yeah, at least now Christopher Walken can't have a full control over Andy. Yes, he's going to kill him, but he's still got your son. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you, you have to live with that now. Yeah. But that was a good ending. Uh, one my my one last thing is, um, the cop, right? The, the, there's a cop that works for Christopher Walken. Oh yes, and, um, yes. I, um, okay, so you're already working for a mobster, you know. So you should, you know, have to look at, <laughs> at your life. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> when that mobster asks you to remove his junk oh, God. from his yeah. pants. You have to then go, oh, fuck, what the hell? Where did I go wrong? <laughs> right. Yeah. How did because I get myself into that? Because that? <laughs> that, even, even he goes, hmm? <laughs> what? <laughs> you want me Excuse to me? what? Right? Was that a... Uh, yeah. Was it, what's so a... that, that is a way to, like, you know, say, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's like, that's when you have to look inward and go, where did I go wrong? And the thing yeah. is with somebody I, like I that, you run... always think when there's somebody like that. I've seen so many movies where somebody's like, disabled or something and and like they're ruling everything and you're like it'd be so easy to take them out like how he's treating everybody you know he can't get away yeah. he just, you know <laughs> not like andy garcia can take him out because he's guarded by everybody but like the guards themselves that are like working right next to him or whoever is working for him like right there it's like they could easily take him out if they were if he treated him like shit long enough it's like you think you'd want to yeah. treat the people that are like right next to you a little bit better than that you know because you can't. But that's mind control. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah mind yeah. control. I think it was uh, interesting to see that because that is mass hysteria and people who are in control. Like you think about all these horrible leaders in the past who've done horrific things and people have mm. had them in plain sight yeah. and mob leaders yeah. where it's amazing what a, an one person who's smarter than everybody in the room can do if they just lure people into following their way. And it just was interesting yeah. to see. Cause the whole time I bet you everybody's thinking like, you guys just could just slap the taste out this man's mouth, knock him on the ground and that would be over. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but it's <laughs> the fact that he had them all here yeah. and then and mm -hmm. he instilled fear in all of them yeah. and he you know christopher walken is christopher walken so he's blowing into jump rolling up in your face <laughs> challenging you threatening you and he called them morons he's like i'm sitting around with these morons all day long and Mm -hmm. nobody would do anything but it's it's just interesting because that's the way it works yeah. it's like the the guy who who's the smartest guy is gonna run the dummies and that you just sit there and you're like wow they are all like mm -hmm. where's this muscle yeah and that makes it more terrifying because i did think that but at no point in the movie did it seem like he was ever not in control mm -hmm. and not the most terrifying person in yeah. the room yeah so good on good on him for mm -hmm. that um, because yeah, I mean, I thought of that for an instant, but I'm like, not this guy. <laughs> like he's, he's got, he's, he's large and in charge regardless of what the, his mobility yeah. is below his neck. So, uh, yeah, that was something. So you know, oh, like, it, they, they let you know that he also was thinking ahead. So it's probably something mm -hmm. he thought about. If you, your loan shark is belongs to me, then that means I, I, I'm, I'm a 10 steps ahead of you. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. can think about killing me, but something's going to happen to you if you do regardless yeah right yeah yep ready for All tmi right. yeah tmi it's time for tmi with melanie listen listen to this i am in the bathroom right before the movie starts uh-huh and i'm in the stall and there's no toilet paper yeah. and mine are at home TMI. in a display case above TMI, my bed yeah. tmi 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 my friends tmi too much information don't go there but that's lame now here's melanie with your timeless movie info all right melanie all right so there's not a heck of a lot on this movie. give it a name what <laughs> <laughs> so there's not a, a ton about the movie so i have whatever i i, I could able was I able to get but then i also because of that i made room for some stuff about andy garcia so um the budget is look just because your man crushes in oh, shut movie up. doesn't mean we need more information on him hey he's the main <laughs> character right so anyway that's right. all right so the budget was seven to eight there's a uh conflict about this it was either the budget was either seven million or eight million it was right around there somewhere um the grand opening they only made forty four thousand hundred and eight, and then it grossed total worldwide um five hundred and twenty nine thousand seven hundred and sixty six so it really did not do too well um it says the, the film title is taken from a warren zavong song of the same name and zavong was not happy about the movie being named after a song Merrimax um, paid him off, basically, and put the song in the movie at the end credits. Um, Scott Rosenberg wrote oh. the script in two weeks. It was partly because um, his father was dying from cancer, so he wrote it kind of, I guess, quicker. Um, the character named Jimmy the Saint is taken from a 1973 song, Lost in the Flood by Bruce Springsteen. This was Jenny McCarthy's first uh, movie, uh, her debut, and this is what she said about Christopher Walken, which I think is so funny. She said that he smelled like formaldehyde <laughs> and that he nibbled from an apple that had turned brown and he kept it in his pocket all the time and took little bites out of it throughout the movie. So, That's so, so weird. weird. Um, okay. Yeah, and then it just says, um, the production began on August 24th, 1994. It was shot for 34 days and over 25 interiors and exteriors in and around the city of Denver, Colorado. It was the final, I don't know who this is, but it said it was the final film for Harriet uh, Medden, um, who was ending her career of 50 years of acting. 
So I got to look her up. The red convertible right. that Jimmy, which was Andy Garcia, he drives is a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Royal. James Kahn was originally going to play the man with the plan, but he was replaced by Christopher Walken when Kahn went into rehab. At the end of the film, when they're all shown together on, on the board, you know, on the boat, um, you know, you can tell that some people are missing their tattoos. Um, some people no longer have scars. Uh, Christopher Lloyd has all of his fingers. Um, it's, it's because they're supposed to be restored to their best versions of themselves. Um, Treat Williams' character inspired the name for the Detroit-based band Critical Bill. And it says, in this movie, Christopher Walken's character says at one point, maybe I will decide to be a stand-up guy. And then 17 years later, he plays a stand-up guy in the 2012 movie Stand-Up Guys. <laughs> um, so that's all I have about the actual movie. But um, here's some stuff about Andy Garcia. So um, let's see. Academy Award-nominated Cuban-born actor, director, and producer, Mr. Garcia has been a leader of overcoming um, Cuban people under communism and is being honored for campaigning civil and economic liberties in Latin America throughout his work. Um, he recalls being inspired by Sean Connery growing up in Miami in the 60s yes. and later working I with his hero in The Untouchables. It was destiny that I got to work with him. That's right. Yes, yep. Andy. And then Andy Garcia. Yes. And then it says when Andy was five years old. <laughs> when Andy was five years old, his family immigrated to Miami, Florida, while him and his siblings grew up. He became known in the late um, 1980s and 1990s, having appeared in several successful Hollywood films, including The Godfather Three, The Untouchables, The Ocean Eleven trilogy, When a Man Loves a Woman, and many more. And then I loved him in Jennifer Eight, um, and then Dead Again. And then Andy Garcia has been a familiar face in the film for almost 40 years, but he really keeps himself his private life. He tries to keep out of the public eye. Um, he played high school basketball and loved baseball, and that's what he actually wanted to do for his career. He wanted to get into sports um, professionally, but he contracted glandular fever and hepatitis in his senior year of high school, which made him unable to be able to continue his, with his career that he wanted in sports. He got a break as an actor um, in playing Hill Street Blues. He came close to playing Ricardo Tubbs, or Tubes, is it Tubes? And Miami Vice, yeah. Um, yeah. He was unable to attend the callback edition due to a scheduling conflict. He beat out Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage for his role in The Godfather Part Three. He turned down the lead role in CSI New York. Ray Liotta was offered the part also before uh, Gary uh, Sinise signed on. It was announced in March 2021 that a new take on Father of the Bride is in the works with Andy Garcia playing the long-suffering dad, basically, who has to give his daughter away. He's been married for almost 40 years. A lot of actors struggle to make marriages work long-term, but he is a happy exception. He tied the knot uh, in 82, and they're still together today. They have four children. Um, and he also owns a perfume company called Artistic Brands that is run by his brother, um, they, they said this, it says he's clueless and often obnoxious, but never malicious. It says he gives people unwanted nicknames and he goes on about his Ivy League, League education and is completely tone deaf on some of the issues of class and race, yet he's this such, such a nice guy at heart and he was a genuine goodness about him. Um, uh, he's Andy the Saint. Oh, yeah. He's Andy yeah. He's the Saint. It says he's he was honored right. with a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
um, of the Year Award, National Association of Theater Owners PRISM Award, and a Harvard University Foundation Award and Hispanic Heritage Award for the Arts, and has been honored for his work not only as an actor, but a producer, director, and a composer, and a musician. That's it. Wow. Well, he's just well-rounded, that Garcia, and hot. So don't forget, he's a he's a he's a yummy snack. That Andy Garcia. You're saying that. I am. He's a yummy snack. What? It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, now it's time for our final judgment. Up to now, it's been opinion, but now we need to seal it into fact. Uh, so the point of the podcast is to make sure that uh, these to see if these uh, movies hold up. And uh, so we're going to start with, um, well, I'm going to go around the horn here. Uh, let's go guest first. So Ida, um, we know that you like the movie, mm-hmm. um, but do you feel as though it stands the test of time? I do. I looked at. I, okay. I was looking at it aesthetically, and I was looking at um, the way it was shot. And I just mm-hmm. watched the movie that was made last year, mm-hmm. and I was like, not that it's so sp- magnificent that it would make it stand the test of time, but they they make some really bad movies right now. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think this movie would still would still. I don't know that it would be a box office hit, but I think that they could release that movie today. Okay. It, it, would, it would be live on Twitter for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melanie. God. Um, okay. Nope. Melanie. So I I loved him and I have never seen this movie before, so I was excited to see it. But, um, and I did. Okay. I did you it. love Andy Garcia. <laughs> we know. I'm so kidding. I'm I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was, you know, the, you can't say it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. I mean, it was good, but it was at the same at the same time, okay, I can't say it's good. It just wasn't bad. But the thing is, is that I just felt like it was very kind of long and a, and a little bit slow. So I just, I just felt okay. like it was so slow. And then I watched it with my husband, and we just watched that not that long ago. And I was trying to tell him, oh, yeah, we're doing things to do in Denver when you're dead. And he's like, what's that movie about? I'm like, you watched it with me. And he's like, I don't remember it. And so I'm, like, going over the entire plot of the movie. I'm, like, reading it off my phone. going And he's like, I'm like, you don't remember this happened, Christopher Walken was this, and he did it. No, I don't remember any of it. I'm like, so I, I just kind of feel like it, like, I don't know. There's something about it that, to me, was a little bit, I don't want to say forgettable, because I hate to say that because it's got such good actors in it, and the plot is good. I just, I hate to say this because I know you love it. I just felt <laughs> like it was kind of boring. I don't know why. And I hate to say that because I that's love okay. you and I know you love the movie. And I'm usually not that type of person. I'm usually the one that's like always like, oh, I love it. It definitely holds up. This one, I don't know because it didn't hold up when it came out on the box office and it didn't do good. So maybe if they kind of livened it up a little bit, maybe if it came back out and they kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just felt like it was Melanie. slow to me between things. I feel bad. No. no, well, let, let's put it this way. You're, you're now basing, yeah, yeah. You're basing your opinion on the fact that you, like, your husband didn't remember and watched it with you. Yeah. So just from that rationale alone, it doesn't hold up because for whatever reason, doesn't matter opinions or opinions. It just, it just wasn't memorable for whatever reason. It didn't click enough boxes mm. internally. To remember it, so therefore it doesn't hold up. That's okay. All right. It's all right. Um, uh, Jay, you want to go with me? All yeah, right, hey. it's it, it's hard sometimes with uh, hold up. Hold up is oh, I hate that part of it. Balance. Like 
And even well, if you love it's, the movie, it's the point of the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie's quitting. We didn't tell her. Yeah, she's out. I can't do this. Um, <laughs> go, Jay. No, but uh, I would say, all right. So I, it probably doesn't hold up only in the sense that, like, I mean, the sense of menace doesn't feel as strong as like some typical like a gangster movie, like like mm-hmm. um, like in Goodfellas, Tommy scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like. Even though Christopher Walken is dangerous and scary in a way, but like in this, he doesn't. It it didn't have that same, like, oh my god, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even though scary. Tommy wasn't a made man in Goodfellas, mm-hmm. he was still like, you know, if you saw him coming, you you wanted to like, you know. Yeah. So I think I I think it, as far as people loving traditional uh, gangster films, they probably wouldn't feel like as warm about this like today. You know, so like I don't, and plus, you know, obviously the stuff that's wrong, uh, we've already talked at the beginning of stuff that you know the homophobia, or whatever, like right, stand right. Up. But then yeah. it depends when you're, I guess, when you're uh, placing it in time. But then again, people mm-hmm. do still, unfortunately, speak like that. So, I mean, you gotta also paint them, and if you were telling a story, so yeah, they'd have to like uh, take. Some yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, that's kind of my my take on it. Okay, um, I would say. They all act their asses off. I, mm-hmm. I think I was very intrigued by individual scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't big on some of the. I know the the word part was great, but you're, but I I I already told you I was kind of a little annoyed by the narrator telling me what these definitions were. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, the I I don't think it uh, and and the language is the language. We can't paint these people as nice people. And so, therefore, the language they use is the language they use. So, yeah. so it's not saying like, "Hey, it's great they're using these words." Um, we're obviously not supposed to like them, um, in one way or another. Even the the quote unquote heroes of the movie, like there are parts of them that are not legit, and they're not going to speak like nicely, you know, um, and and open to, about things. So, to that degree, I don't. I just think it wouldn't necessarily hold up because the same reason it didn't hold up in '84. I think that if you put it out now, it would bomb just as easily um, just because it's kind of a niche film. It doesn't have the gravitas of a giant mobster movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a Goodfellas. It's not a it's not a Godfather. It's not a Donnie Brasco. It's not a whatever. Um, I don't think it has that gravitas, even though it has all these great actors yeah. in it. Um, so for that reason, I don't think people wanted to see it then. And I don't think they would want to see it in droves now. So to that regard, it's still a gangster movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, gangster movies are gangster movies. So I j- I don't know that it would. Um, I'd love to see this the, the writer. Like I don't know what else he did. I'd like to yeah. try to see another movie. Anybody know what else the writer did? Um, I, I, could, do, I, I do. I will say this. I think that because of the internet and people have mm-hmm. their little cults, that's why I think a movie like that would do better today than it did. Then. On the okay. internet, yeah. That's a the that's people, a fair point. The people yep. will find it. Their their people will find it. But mm-hmm. um, I I wouldn't think that it would be a box office hit. I'm like, where did I put my phone? Because I do want to see where that writer is. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you. Hold on. And I do uh, like mafia movies and gangster movies. I like those kind of movies. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like this one was pretty slow compared to all the other ones. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was there was a lot packed into it. I mean, I would love to to see it reimagined for yeah. the. Yeah. For today, because there was some. Holy Jesus. He wrote. No, no, he produced that. Hold on a second. Uh, 
Wait, he wrote wait, Con wait, Air. Writer. He wrote Jumanji. Yeah, he wrote some oh, wow. shit. He wrote Jumanji the Next Level. He wrote Venom, which I like. Yeah. Well, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, the first Jumanji movie. Kangaroo Jack, wow. which uh, um, Gone in 60 Seconds. High Fidelity, <laughs> which like is a great movie. movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Con Air. No, I like that. Uh, so this right, is so kind of get... his only kind of meh. And Tales from the Crypt, which which makes Tales sense to me because you can see, you can see some of the like odd. And he also writes um, on From, which is a show that I just started watching. Oh my god, I love that, and I can't watch the rest of it because I don't have that channel. <laughs> it's like I started oh, watching epic, it, and then yeah. I can't watch the rest of it. It's so good. It's, it's really getting ready good. to start again next yeah, month, the I'm second season. I'm excited. I want it. Hopefully, it will come out where I can end up watching all of it. But I like that movie, that show. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, and I like the opinion is now in stone. <laughs> that is it. It kind of holds up. Is where we um, stand. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, that's our show, everybody. I'd like to uh, thank Ida Rodriguez for being here uh, with us. Uh, why don't you remind everybody how to find you and what you're doing and all the all that stuff? Um, so I have a I, I have to promote. I have a an HBO Max special that I directed, uh, one that's airing now. Um, Ian Lara, he's a comedian, that came out November fourth. That one's airing, and then on February tenth, we ha I have another one coming out that I directed, and my book is coming out in September. Um, uh, Harper's Collins and of course I'm doing stand up and you can go to my website at Funny Ida to see when I'm coming to your town and I'm coming to Denver ah! <laughs> oh no don't be dead <clears throat> well uh, I'd like to ask everybody to please like uh, and uh, subscribe to our channel and all that stuff it's uh, you know we're really uh, working hard at it and um, so uh, tell everybody about it. And uh, my name is Jay Fortier. On the behalf of Melanie and Chris, I'd like to thank you again for joining us here on the Film Crickets. And until next time, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink it anyway. Bye. <laughs> Film